So welcome back, everyone. This is John White, and this is the Rural Matters Podcast, one of the leading podcasts on rural health, education, and the economy across rural America. We try to bring you interesting topics, insightful guests a couple times each month, and today is no exception. Today, we're going to be talking about how we use technology to overcome distance and increase opportunities for teachers and students. And we'll also talk about one of the biggest challenges that rural schools face with regard to teacher preparation, development, recruitment, and how they use technology to prepare students for college and career. So let me just dive in here and introduce our guests on today's podcast. We have Sheila Boyington, the CEO of Learning Blade, Learning Blade a technology company. We have Lori Langdon, a computer teacher from Springboro Inter- Intermediate School in Ohio. And we also have Dr. Jane Miller. She's the Dean of the College of Education and an assistant professor at the University of West Alabama. So let me just let each of them sort of introduce themselves, just give a brief description of their work, and we'll dive into our conversation. So Ms. Boyington, do you want to start off? Sure. Happy to. Hi, everybody. Um, as you said, I'm Sheila Boynton, the CEO of Thinking Media, which is the, has been the creator of educational technology tools for the last 22 years all across the country, um, created the career readiness material called KeyTrain and Career Ready 101 that went along with WorkKeys and really started the WorkKeys, worked with WorkKeys to help start the national career readiness effort for the country. Um, now we are doing an online STEM platform called Learning Blade that you'll hear about today that's designed to encourage kids to consider the STEM careers because you clearly cannot be what you can't see. And particularly for our rural communities, this is an imperative, not just for our country, but for everyone that lives in these rural communities. So I'm very excited to be with you today to talk a little bit more about this and this work and how it can impact the country in a, and is impacting the country in a very positive way. Excellent. Lori Langdon, tell us a little bit of the area where you work. Uh, well, um, I work in... Um, in a rural area in Ohio, um, a place called Springboro, Ohio, uh, a little bit south of Dayton. And um, I'm fortunate enough to work um, in the sixth grade technology uh, department. And the only thing I do is do Learning Blade. And um, I'm and, and very fortunate to um, present it to all the students in sixth grade. So. Um, it's been a great, great opportunity for the kids in our building to have Learning Blade brought to them. They're learning uh, about careers. It integrates the different academic areas as well as as um, as careers, and uh, it's it's been a wonderful opportunity for them. That's terrific. And Dr. Jan Miller, you want to. Just tell us a little bit about your work at the University of West Alabama. Absolutely. Good, good afternoon, everyone. I'm Jan Miller from the University of West Alabama, and we are so excited to join you today to talk about such great topics. We are um, so interested in rural education. Our university, um, that's really what we do. We serve rural communities, and all our partnership schools are in um, the same kind of situations in the, in the rural areas. So um, we are going to be launching our first doctoral program in August. It will be an an EDD in rural education. And so we're really excited about that opportunity. 
We will also um, open the doors to a charter school on the campus of the University of West Alabama in August. And it is the first rural charter school in Alabama. And um, we're going to open the doors to pre-K-8 and we'll add a high school grade until we reach the 12th grade. So literally on our campus, we even have um, we take babies as early as six weeks old. So we say from cradle to career, you can get it all on the campus of UWA. That's interesting. And I think you're you are definitely a unique school because you have a program, I believe, called Rethinking Rural Education Preparation. Is that correct? Yes, we actually. Yes, we were awarded a $3.3 million grant. It was a USDE grant. And so we absolutely are rethinking um, our preparation programs. Um, one thing with rural education, we tend to be small. M- many of our faculty and staff have to wear numerous hats. And so when our students complete our program, they actually will um, receive four certifications. So They will be in elementary ed, early childhood, special education, and also early childhood special education. So in the state of Alabama, they will get four certificates, and they'll be very versatile and very helpful to a small rural school. And that's obviously very important because many small rural schools, teachers wear different hats. I mean, I'm sure you've talked to many teachers who have to wear different hats, and they have to be certified in different courses as well. Is that one of the challenges? Absolutely, it is. We um, we work with area superintendents and, um, you know, more and more teachers are going to have to do more with less. And so to be able to have those four certifications, a superintendent could hire someone half the day. They're going to do this. The other half, you know, do this. So it, it saves the district's monies. Um, that they often don't, you know, they have to be wise and make good choices. So it's, it's been a blessing um, to them and an answer to prayer. Absolutely. And I was with um, Alan Pratt. He's the executive director of the National Rural Education Association. I was with him recently, statewide conference uh, for rural schools. So Sheila, tell us about an epiphany you had um, that led to creating uh, Learning Blade. I want to try and understand um, the report and some of the details. Yeah, so basically, um, you know, I happen to be an engineer, and as you can hear, a woman engineer. And, um, you know, one of our challenges in this country is certainly the low number of women and minorities, particularly in the engineering field. And one of the issues that we've had as we look across the country and attracting some of what are what we might consider underrepresented people into the STEM field is the fact that, you know, they didn't know about the careers. And it's not even that they didn't know about the careers, but they we often don't take our kids all the way to the finish line to help them understand that how robotics or chemistry or other things actually help society. And particularly for women and girls, we like career paths where we're helping people. And quite frankly, today, millennials like that. You know, with the way social media and other things have really sort of introduce kids to ways that they can impact society, Um, you know, our millennial children really want to have those impactful careers. Yet, we're still teaching in very much the same way. We're teaching math, science, you know, we're doing all of that. But we really needed, um, from our estimation, a way to show kids how the things they were learning in Lori's classroom and at Jan's college and others, you know, was really impacting society. So our idea was to create missions that show kids the impact of the STEM career. So, for example, if you're interested in biomedical engineering, we're going to show you how you save a dolphin and 
and fix their fin. Or you're, if you're interested in construction, we're going to show you how you might build an orphanage in Haiti. Because then we're immediately attracting and gaining sort of the interest of these kids in STEM um, in a very unique fashion. Excellent. And Lori, a teacher with 20 years experience, can you talk a little bit about the technology with Learning Blade and what makes it such a unique program? Right. Well, I would like to bounce off of what was just said because not only do uh, the students in sixth grade, you know, they're only 12 years old, um, not only can they see how these careers impact society, but they are learning how many different careers there are. Um, there's several missions that have been created and all of these missions that have been created, the, the amazing thing about them is that they're all interesting to these children. They're, it's like she said, there's a, a hurricane in Haiti. There's winter, the dolphin needs a new tail. Um, they uh, have a friend, they want to help start a business. And, you know, nowadays, a lot of their moms are selling LuLaRoe and have, you know, jewelry at home and have uh, different, like, uh, essential oil little businesses, you know, so these kids see these things actually going on around them. It brings in the social media aspect of it as well. The students are in, are immediately drawn into it, which makes it easy. It makes it easy for me as a teacher to facilitate it. So, Sheila, what did you approach um, Alan Pratt, the head of the National Rural Education Association? What was your conversation with him about that led to a relationship with NREA? Yeah, so I think, you know, one of the things that had happened in Tennessee what we are statewide in Tennessee. Learning Blade is available to any school and any organization in the state of Tennessee through legislative action. And that purely happened because there were a lot of dollars that were being spent on STEM in the state. But the rural legislators themselves said, you know, this is great, but what are we doing to reach our communities? Because so much of it was being spent on some of the more metropolitan areas and setting up STEM schools and buying expensive equipment that clearly could not reach every student in the state. So the Learning Blade was added to the Tennessee STEM Innovation Network efforts in order to help create a network across the entire state that allowed uh, every school to get involved in STEM. Similarly, Arkansas has followed suit and the governor of Arkansas is a fabulous computer science effort that is nationally known as the leading and the first one, but adding the learning life system to his initiative allowed students in the rural communities throughout the state of Arkansas to understand what great STEM careers were. So that led us to a conversation with the NREA and understanding that learning life could be a source of tools to help the rural communities across the country reach their students, give the teachers a robust tool in their toolkit because, again, as you mentioned, you know, the teachers need resources and they need training, but they also need tools and things that are ready for them to use with students. And, for example, in Ohio with Kirk Kanicki as he was launching the Ohio Rule effort, this became a great calling card for him to have in his back pocket to show the value of the Rural Education Association in Idaho, the STEM Action Center is offering right now grants out to schools throughout the state um, to help build STEM career awareness, et cetera. So, you know, the partnership with NREA helps us to reach 
some of those less served areas. The University of West Alabama recently introduced a platform. Describe the platform at the elementary or, or secondary level versus higher ed, if you would. Yes, um, we're excited about um, being able to offer Learning Blade. We're hoping to launch it across the state of Alabama. And as um, Sheila and Lori mentioned, our middle school students often, you know, there's a saying, you, you do better when you know better. And so often in rural schools, we're not doing an effective job of talking about what can happen outside of this region, outside of this area. And so because they get to go on the missions and they get to see all the careers related to, we get to tap into those interests super, super early. And so as far as the university, um, then we can start talking about, well, you can take this path and it also relates to this path. And so it opens up a world of opportunities that otherwise, you know, the students would just say, well, my grandfather worked at the pup mill, you know, the paper mill. My daddy works there, so I'm going to work there. Not that that's a bad thing, but they, they need to have options, and we really need to emphasize those, those areas of interest. And so Learning Blade is a, a, an awesome platform to do just that. And the skills that their grandfather used are different now. Yes, that's exactly right. So it's about the platform and, and what it looks like, what it feels like, how it's used in the classroom. We are very excited about it because the platform fits really, really well with our expectations and, um, you know, what we are supposed to be doing in the elementary class. We're, we're more considered intermediate, but um, it's still, we still have the same expectations of the kids and of the teachers. Um, the Learning Blade program, first of all, provides excellent opportunities for differentiation in the classroom. It provides uh, lots and lots of um, activities for, for um, the different learning styles that students demonstrate in class, which is a real push now um, for differentiation and teaching towards learning styles. So, Early in the school year or in the, uh, early at the beginning of the semester, the students, I have them rank the missions from their, inter from their inter interest level, one to five. I choose five that I think might be of the most interest. And during that time, I put them into different teams. And so there's, there's about five different teams working at the same time in the same classroom. Um, this allows for collaborative working together. Um, it allows them to work in partnerships together. And then, you know, it's easy for me to move from team to team um, as they require help or um, and to, to take a look at their progress. Um, it's just amazing it, uh, like we said before, the different careers that are that they don't know about. A lot of them I didn't know about. Um, and so it, it's been a great learning experience for them. Have the opportunity to um, not only work on science and technology and like engine, you know, the STEM, but it also incorporates uh, reading language arts for them. They, they have to do a little bit of writing. They, they also uh, provide Learning Blade provides a speech to text option. So again, for differentiation for students, uh, this has been very, very helpful for my lower uh, ability students since I have to reach them as well. And then 
we we work through the semester through the missions and uh at the end i choose the i save the manufacturing a concept car uh, mission for them because they they really really like to make their uh, dream car at the end and they do this as a group and then what's really interesting is to see how from the beginning of the semester to the culminating event with the concept car how they have then applied all the different tools and teammates that they have learned about on the way to that it's it really has been an amazing journey for them that does sound amazing Talk a little bit about the importance of choice to your students. Well, again, the you know the importance of choice is <laughs> they they like to have their choice, and um, and I think I am considered a specials class uh, like art, gym, um, music, and so when the students come to me, uh, you know I like to give them that opportunity. Uh, Choice is, is a big thing to them. They, you know, a lot of them come to me knowing or thinking they know what they want to do when they grow up and making those choices. And then when they're introduced to all these different experiences and um, career choices, they, they view things a lot differently by the end of the semester. Uh, I give them. So does uh, it become motivational for the students? Just being able to work with this kind of technology. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Does it seem to motivate students uh, getting a chance oh. to use this technology, using the freedom of choice, and etc.? Oh yes, yeah. They love they love the fact that they can work at their own speed. You know, their own speed in their groups with these missions. They, um, I give them kind of a timeline, you know, that they should be finished. We usually work on the express missions because they are only with me for a semester. So um, the express missions don't go into as much detail um, as the full missions. Uh, they, they're given the choice of going to the full missions if they finish the express mission. So there is all kinds of choices for them within the mission. They then have a, a, an opportunity to do a mission challenge at the end. And there are several choices and, uh, for them to complete a project at the end of the mission. And those projects are really based on learning styles. You know, there's like um, written uh, there's creativity, there's uh, kinesthetic where they have to build something. So, so they're, the choices building of this program has reached so many different levels of educational quality. Excellent. Well, let me just pause and thank our marketing partners who help us make this program possible um, today. So we have several marketing partners across the country. We have the Center for Rural Affairs, of course, the National Rural Education Association, the Ohio Small Rural Collaborative. We also have NTCA, the Rural Broadband Association, as one of our partners. And we also have the Foundation for Rural Service. They help us spread the word about the podcast and increase awareness and, and listenership. 
they really help us keep this conversation going. Now, I'd like to get back into our conversation and ask Lori, could you just describe the idea of a mission when you're using this technology? What is Give us an example of an mission that the students are using. The very first one, and this is the one that that I go through the kids with so they so they understand how a mission works, is um, a mission is set up so that there's a problem or a challenge that has to be solved. And uh, it the, the mission starts off with what is called a mission guide. And the students read through, well, they read or they listen and they go through this mission guide, which is the very first part of the mission. And the problem of the mission is outlined at the very beginning. So uh, one of the missions is called Dolphin Rescue. And that was, Sheila mentioned that already, but Dolphin, the Dolphin Rescue mission is about the uh, dolphin that lost its tail a winter and they made a movie about it. And so all the kids know about Dol- uh, winter and um, <clears throat> the, the, problem of this mission is outlined that, um, and they put the child, the child or the student in to the mission. So it starts out with, you are walking down a beach and you see a dolphin that's struggling on the beach. And as you get closer, you notice that the the tail is wrapped up and is bleeding in ropes. What do you do? So then as you go through the slides of the mission guide, you collect by answering questions or identifying certain aspects. Um, you collect what they call tools and teammates. Uh, tools, for instance, like scuba gear, uh, and and a teammate would be like a veterinarian. And they go through the mission guide and collect a set of these tools and teammates. And so then once they're finished with the mission guide, you start investigating each one of the tools and teammates in its own lesson and how they are important, how they, what, what work they do and, and um, what they're used for. So, and, then, and then you've completed that part of the mission. So I wanted to ask, what has been the biggest surprise of, of this process with Learning Blade and, and the success you've had? The biggest surprise, I would say, would be, I don't know that it was really a surprise. Because, well, let me think. The biggest surprise to me was how intuitively easy and user-friendly the program is. Um, when I first was introduced to it, um, it was last, last year, the last day of school, sat down for an hour with Josh on a, on a conference call. And I, I thought, oh my gosh, I'll never, I'll never be able to figure this out. <laughs> but then within a matter of an hour or so of me looking at it and, um, and going through it without, you know, just sitting down for with everybody else and, you know, being so unfamiliar, it, it became so intuitively easy. The way to set up classes is so simple. The kids are given a code, they log in themselves. Everything, everything just falls into place with the program. 
And so for teachers who, who are overwhelmed with like, oh my gosh, this is one more thing I have to learn how to do. It really is not um, anything to really be worried about like, oh, this is one more thing I have to learn that's technology because it, it's very, very intuitively friendly, uh, user-friendly and easy to use. So that was surprising to me because when I got into it, I was like, oh, good. You know, it's, it's not that, it's not that hard to, and, it, and then, and then not surprisingly, but pleasingly, uh, so nice to have this program that opens up the world to students, you know, in a, in a format that is very, very interesting to them. Each one of the missions is exciting and interesting. The vocabulary that they learn is, is amazing because they have to use it um, in order to complete the mission. Uh, it's, it's just been nothing surprisingly makes it sound like, oh no, but it, it's not, nothing has been a, oh no, this is, <laughs> this has just so been important. a positive experience. Yeah. Absolutely. That is so important. We are getting ready to run out of time for the, the rest of this episode. I really appreciate you joining us. I appreciate our, our friends at Learning Blade, Sheila Boyington, our CEO. I appreciate our teacher, Lind Lewis, Lori Langdon, and Dr. Jan Miller from the the Dean of College Education at West Alabama University for joining today's conversation. Um, important topics, education, teacher development, student engagement. Thank you for the conversation today. Thank you. Thank you for, for having us. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, the conversation will continue to continue to provide great resources for our rural community. Absolutely. And we're going to put a couple of those links up on the podcast description as well. And I want to thank Michael Levin Epstein and Susan Sempelis, the producers of the Rural Matters podcast, for making this happen. And our marketing partners, the Center for Rural Affairs, the National Rural Education Association, the Ohio Small Rural Collaborative, NTCA, and the Foundation for Rural Service for helping make this possible. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. Have a great day, and we'll talk with you next time on the Rural Matters podcast.